Hello, and thank you for listening to Girl Wonder. My name is Joe Rochelle, and I'm just your everyday girl talking about your favorite webtoons. If you find yourself reading webtoons all the time and you are still craving more content, then you are absolutely in the right place. And just in case you didn't know, you can listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you choose to listen on. In this episode, we are discussing and deeply analyzing episodes 47 to 53 of the webtoon Edith by Swan's Garden, also known as Jewel Swan. If you would like to support this awesome creator, then go right to her Patreon page right now at patreon.com slash swansgarden. You can find the link in the description box. And if you enjoy this episode, consider joining my Patreon at patreon.com slash girlwonder. You can find the link in the description box as well. Join us. We would love to have you. And before we start, our top cities that have listened to this podcast the most in the last seven days are Dallas, Texas. Boston, Massachusetts, Canastota, New York, Charlotte, North Carolina, Downington, Pennsylvania, and Chicago, Illinois. Thank you guys so much for listening. All right, let's get into it. Let's start off with talking about Edith, episode 47. Edith and Philip are in the car. He's taking her on a trip, but she doesn't know where to. In the car ride, Edith is solemn. She's kind of quiet because she's remembering their last trip, their last getaway together, and it haunts her. That noise means we're going to take a little detour from the current storyline and go back into Edith history, flashing all the way back to episode 24, when Edith and Philip went on their first romantic getaway. They were at a nice hotel, and things went pretty well. It's just that in the morning, when Philip wakes up before Edith, and he has this plan of taking her home, but then he saw her phone ringing, and it was an incoming call from Jack. And it wasn't just Jack in Edith's contacts. It was Jack with a heart emoji next to his name. So in a fit of jealousy, Philip leaves the hotel without Edith. It was not his best moment. And that kind of set the relationship back a bit. They have made so much progress since that moment, but it's also, that wasn't that long ago, you know? So Edith is a little haunted. Yes, she's a little haunted in this car ride, knowing that they're going on some mystery trip and the last one ended with her waking up alone. I think when you're in relationships and you hit a similar scenario, especially one that was like kind of traumatic, your brain has no choice but to say it went badly once, it could happen again. And I think that's what's happening for Edith. And Philip totally noticed that as well. At some point, In their conversation in the car, Philip says to Edith, you know I love you more than anything. Did you guys notice that? I thought that was super sweet, but it made me pause for a second because I was trying to do the math. How long have they known each other? This is going so fast. I know in our last Edith recap, we talked about how fast things were, and that was just when they were confessing that they liked each other. Now he's saying, I love you more than anything. I love you more than anything. It's like Edith is his whole world, and I don't know whether to feel like that's super sweet or a little bit like I'm your whole world now, huh, if I were Edith. So Nina W. commented on this episode of the webtoon and said, we're already on I Love You, 
Alrighty then. I felt the same way. Like I'm super stoked, but I'm also really nervous because that's so fast. And I'm not the only one who gets nervous about Philip and Edith. Samantha Tailing House commented on this episode of the webtoon and said, These two give me anxiety. I love both characters so much, but I don't trust them. Why is he saying he loves her so early? But then they're being open and honest with each other on the other hand, but only to a point. I feel like I'm watching my best friend get into a questionable relationship. Ha ha, the writing and characterization is so well done and I have no idea what to expect. Yeah, that pretty much sums up how I feel about the relationship. It's so weird to feel so conflicted. You want Philip to say something so vulnerable and lovey-dovey to his girlfriend, Edith. But at the same time, you're concerned about the timing of all of this. Have you guys watched that Netflix show that's pretty much going viral right now? It's a reality show called Love is Blind. And basically on this show, they have a bunch of contestants get inside of pods and in the pod is like you're on one side of a wall and someone else is on the other side of the wall and you guys talk and that's how you start dating. You go on dates in the pod, but you can't see the person you're talking to. And they do this for a few days. And by day four, there was a couple, a man and a woman who felt like they were in love on day four. And they were like, I love you. And he was like, I love you too. And they're crying in their pods. They've never seen each other, which is actually a very interesting concept. Like, can we fall in love with people we've never seen? And I think we can. But the timing, it's hard to be like, oh, I love you guys so much. When <laughs> It's hard to ship when the timing is so off. It's so fast. You don't know each other yet. And yet I've been watching it and I've been shipping people. So I don't know. But Philip reminded me of the show Love is Blind in that moment. He told Edith that he loves her more than anything, and I'm just wondering how well they know each other. How well does he know the woman he claims to love and vice versa? So they talk about how all they have are lame excuses for their very poor communication skills during his tour. Remember how they didn't text each other at all while they were dating long distance? I talked about that in the last Edith recap. It drove me crazy. It drove all of us crazy. Come on, just text each other. But I was happy to see that they could admit that they could be better. Like they both admitted it. We could be better at texting each other. And hopefully next time they show growth and they do text, even though they're afraid of looking vulnerable or being the first one to text. So they know themselves. There are moments of self-awareness. There are moments of self-reflection. Edith says to Philip, I think we're too used to protecting our hearts, even though we've come this far now. So she knows that they have some, some things that they need to work on in the relationship. So Edith finally tells him that she and Jack are modeling for town. And I was so glad to see that. Of course, Philip doesn't love this. He frowns right away. And he says he's not mad, but you can just tell that he doesn't love this. He does not love this development in Edith's life. And this episode is just like peppered with beautiful imagery, with the beach, with great music. It's a very beautiful episode of Edith. And another thing to note is that a car is following them. And when I first read this, I was 
really nervous to see that because I didn't know what that meant. I assumed it was someone coming after Philip for some reason or another. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as we delve deeper into the episodes that we're talking about today. But my takeaway from this episode is that Philip and Edith know that they're not perfect and their relationship isn't perfect. And that is so important. They have admitted that their communication skills aren't that great. This is such a good thing that they know that they need to work on their relationship. However, I do think that they're moving hella fast and it scares me. I think it scares a lot of us. Polish commented on this webtoon and said, zero to 100, dot, dot, dot. I will leave you at this hotel, but now you can live with me. I'm not going to contact you on tour, but now let's go on a trip together. The declaration of I love you more than anything absolutely reeks of codependency. Sometimes I'm really rooting for them, and sometimes I think they're shooting and missing. There's a lot that I agree with in that comment. There's a lot of contradictory things, right? So consistency is what we're hoping for from Philip and Edith, but... They're just human. They're human beings. I don't know if they know how to be like consistently communicative with their partners. I don't know if they know how to consistently show with their actions that they love each other, not just with their words when they're feeling happy. They don't know yet. And I think they're going to do a lot of this shooting and missing until they learn. Because, you know, it's not fun to read a webtoon about characters who are perfect from the beginning. They've already been enlightened and there's no aha moment. No, we need them to go through these struggles, frustrate the hell out of us, and then have aha moments later. We've all heard it said, walk before you run. I've even heard people say that relationships that progress too quickly can also end really quickly. So we are all left wondering, are Philip and Edith moving too fast? What do you guys think? We'll dive in a lot deeper into this question after this short musical interlude. Episode 48, Jack arrives home where his girlfriend Maria is waiting for him. I noticed that this couple also has their own unique set of communication issues. Jack says to Maria, listen, you can't just do whatever you want. If you come over, let me know in advance. And then Maria says, like when you apply to that scholarship to go abroad? I think that's the crux of a lot of their fights. I think that's the main issue that they have to constantly talk about, argue about, bring up out of context. Because she was kind of reaching there. (laughs) He's talking about letting me know when you show up at my house. Like, don't just... Don't just show up. Please tell me in advance. And she's like, well, you didn't do that. You know, it just shows the dynamic of their relationship. And Jack's scholarship to go abroad just seems like something they fight about all the time. Back in episode 25, Jack found out that he got the scholarship and his first most immediate reaction was to burst into tears. He cried. So we as an audience see how important this trip abroad is for him, and it put him in such a good mood. Jack said to his friend at the time, I'm in shock right now. I only applied for my first university choice, so I thought my chances of getting in were extremely low. So this is something he's pined for. He's like been so nervous about and so excited about, and he just thought he had such a long shot of getting in and then he got it it must kind of suck for his girlfriend to not be excited about it at all to not be happy about it and share it share in his joy with him about it 
uh, it just would stink if your partner wasn't excited for you about something that just made your day, something that just made your whole year. And even in that moment, in episode 25, Jack was very apprehensive to tell Maria. It's just like he could, he knew it wasn't going to go well. And that makes me sad for him and their relationship because when you have a partner, it's really, really nice to just be able to tell them when something good has happened to you and for them to be happy for you as if it were happening to them. That's not what Jack and Maria have right now. So speaking of Maria, her black nail polish in episode 48 really stood out to me. Like something about it was ominous aggressive maybe I could be totally off about that and just reading way too much into it but it felt like her black nail polish was a choice that our author Jewel Swan made to make Maria stand out a little and to give her black nail polish in this scene where she and Jack show their relationship issues some necessary story information that we receive from this episode is that Maria doesn't really remember Edith that well from high school, and it's revealed that Maria's job is as a photographer of celebrities, but less of the red carpet events and more of the sneaking around and following celebrities type of job. So being a part of the paparazzi does not fulfill her at all, and she asks herself what all of those years of college were for. And to be honest, I felt like this was a really relatable aspect of her character, trying to make ends meet with a job that you're not passionate about at all. And it's a job that's a little below you even, a little icky, and she's just trying to get through this phase in her life. And I could see that why that would make her somewhat of a bitter person when it comes to Jack getting everything he ever dreamed of with this scholarship abroad. I just wonder if there's any resentment towards him for getting an opportunity when she feels like she doesn't get opportunities. Something I'm wondering about. I noticed how when Jack tries to comfort her, she gets really defensive. Because Maria even says to him in this episode, don't talk to me like I'm stupid, Jack. And I thought that was (laughs) a little harsh. Not the best way to talk to your partner, even if you're upset, because it doesn't give him any benefit of the doubt saying, don't talk to me like I'm stupid, Jack. I don't think he was trying to make you feel stupid. So I think she looks at Jack and takes him for granted a little bit. I think he's a really friendly guy, and that becomes clear in later episodes, how friendly and pretty good-hearted he is. So seeing her say a sentence like that, don't talk to me like I'm stupid, Jack, it just shows me like she doesn't give her partner any benefit of the doubt, at least not right now. Ultimately, though, they're still kind of in love. I can see their connection. They do reconcile. They do go to bed together. Nada Hack commented on this episode of the Webtoon and said, Their relationship seems to be at a rough spot now, but I feel like Maria and Jack really love each other. I think I agree with that. I think there's true deep feelings there. They've known each other for a long time. They love each other. I just hope that they can work on their communication as well. The next morning rolls around. And it turns out Maria does not have her full day off like she thought. She can't hang out with Jack. She has to go. Her boss calls her. She has to leave right away. And my question is, how do you guys feel about Jack's girlfriend, Maria? I asked this in my Instagram stories last night. And here are some of the responses I received. 
Ethany underscore K said, she seems pretty selfish. I think she means well and loves Jack, but prioritizes work and herself. Thy Novel said, the Edith fandom hates her, but she's a typical, realistic paparazzi. Sam and Periatrix said, not a fan after seeing what she does for a living. Christine GBS said, not too sure. We don't really know her, but she's definitely not a good girlfriend to Jack. Chelsea 2611 said, I feel like she's trying to prove herself in her job, but at the same time, not respecting the people. Nainer Benainer said, I feel like her and Jack have weird expectations for the other and their relationship. And kind of bouncing off of that, Dea Sanchez said, I think they have to talk about their relationship and what they both expect from it. They do. They need to have a another define the relationship conversation, I think. So usually define the relationship is when you're like, are we boyfriend and girlfriend? They're beyond that point. They know they're dating each other and they know they're exclusive, but they need to talk about what they actually expect from each other because whenever they do, I feel like it just gets brushed under the rug. Like Jack saying, I need to know when you're coming in advance and all of that. They need to actually seriously listen to each other and hear from one another what's going on. I didn't read all of the responses, but all of them were pretty lukewarm towards Maria. I wouldn't say that she's captured the heart of the fandom yet. There could be some backstory here where all of a sudden we love her or even understand her more. But at this point in time, we don't really know Maria. I agree. We don't really know her that well. And from what we've seen, it doesn't seem like she's an awesome girlfriend. And it doesn't seem like she's happy in her life. You know, she's not happy with what she does for a living, but she does prioritize it for sure. Or else she wouldn't have just gone running when her boss called. But at the same time, your boss calls, you go running. That's adulting, right? My takeaway from this episode is that I am kind of rooting for Maria and Jack to work on their relationship and make it better. I don't want them to break up. I want them to communicate better because they haven't done anything that's so bad at this point where I don't think they could work it out. I want Maria to be able to pursue something that actually makes her happy. And that's just not the case right now, as Maria heads off in her red car to chase down a very popular model named Philip. We open episode 49 with the most beautiful beach images. Edith is reminded of a childhood memory while looking out the window in the car while looking at the beach. It's from when she was really young, taking pictures of her handprints in the sand. Edith's parents call her Princess, which seems significant because that's Philip's nickname for her too, right? Princess? There's a lot of princess imagery when it comes to Edith and then this webtoon, so... Overall, it was a happy memory for Edith with her family. Then Philip reveals that this is actually his hometown. Did you guys like the photo that was in the webtoon, the photo of the town? At least I'm pretty sure it was a photo. Yeah, I loved that moment. Edith jumped to the wrong conclusion right away upon hearing that this is her boyfriend's hometown. And she has this elaborate fantasy of meeting his parents and most importantly, impressing his parents. 
And I love how in her fantasy, (laughs) Philip's dad has earrings like him. What a nice touch. (laughs) So Edith turns to Philip and says, you should have told me we were going to meet your parents. It didn't need to be a surprise. I have no idea where Edith got the confidence in her guests, so much so that she was like, yep, that's the truth. We're going to meet Philip's parents because I thought of it first. Um, It's not the craziest conclusion in the world, but if it were me, I would probably turn to Philip and say, "Are, are we going we're not going to meet your parents, are we? (laughs) Something like that. I would be really hesitant to jump to the conclusion that we're taking this like big step in our relationship as a surprise, right? So Philip has to break it to Edith that they are not going to meet his parents. In fact, they don't even live in his hometown anymore. This moment just showed me that Yes, it's absolutely the case that the relationship went from zero to 100 really fast and they don't know that much about each other. Philip tells Edith that his parents are divorced. He doesn't know where his dad is and his mom is probably partying in LA somewhere. This is such a different scenario from Edith's fantasy that she had like a few panels ago. Once again, this shows how little she knows about him and how they've just gone so fast with the I love you more than anythings that they may have forgotten to ask basic questions like, what are your parents like? Where did you grow up? You know, the things you would do if you dated someone and got to know them over a course of time. Like I said, this reminds me of the show Love is Blind, where people are like getting engaged and getting married, but they don't know each other and they don't know a lot of things about each other. And I'm not saying that fast relationships don't work. I actually think a lot of them could, but you do have to take the time at some point and get to know, all right, what's your family like? And just show the curiosity in someone's life. And I just think they've gone so fast that they forgot to do that part. And I'm I'm glad it's coming up now, but I want to see even more interest like, oh yeah, tell me more about your childhood. (laughs) I want to psychoanalyze Philip some more. But behind them is a red car. And we know that Maria's in it and she's following for a picture. She wants to get an exclusive picture of Philip. And I have to admit that is a weird job. And I don't want to judge her too harshly because I think it pays her bills. And I think she needs to take care of herself. And she has a nice camera because she wants to be a professional photographer, you know, with clout and with respect and recognition. But this is a weird job. I would feel, I wouldn't feel great pursuing someone who's trying to shake me, pursuing someone who doesn't want me to follow them, much less take a picture of them in their private life, it wouldn't feel right. It's a weird job. So Philip notices that someone's following him and he finds a way to lose Maria, at least for now. Near the end of the episode, we get some inner monologue from Edith, which I found kind of troubling. I'm going to read it to you and just Think about it. Does this sound troubling to you guys or am I just worrying too much? Here's what Edith says in her mind at the end of the episode. His delicate blue gaze reminded me of the ocean and I find myself happily falling headfirst every time. Drifting along with him in our ocean, I know it's bound to happen. A wave coming to knock over unprepared drifters like us. Is that ominous? or what? I mean, a wave is coming? A wave's coming, huh? And it's not a gentle wave. It's a wave that will knock them over. I am worried. 
That monologue is why we read Edith. The entire webtoon has this beautiful but devious undercurrent of disaster just waiting to happen, right? It's that feeling like you better enjoy this happy moment because everything's going to fall apart soon. That's the promise of Edith. That's the promise of this webtoon. Kells JVNE commented on this episode and said, I sincerely hope that Edith and Philip are endgame. Please, author, even if the storyline does separate them for a while, I need these two to always find their way back to each other. I need them to be endgame. They are perfect together. They complement each other. Please, please, please. <laughs> I had to share that comment because I, I love when we feel like we need to beg the author. That is how you know a webtoon is good, when you are begging the author. So I, it's not just me. We all are worried that Edith and Philip aren't endgame, right? And here is a comment that someone posted on this webtoon that threw me for a loop. I was like mind blown. Squint Essential commented on this episode of the webtoon and said, I just realized we're reading Edith's future best-selling novel. I hope this ends happily. Like what? So those moments where Edith is like telling the story and narrating, it's not just her web narrating the webtoon. The theory is that this is her novel. This is her next book and it's going to do really well. And she's going to share all the things she ever felt about Philip, possibly fictionalize it, possibly not. I was just like, whoa, that's really cool. And that would be very interesting if that's how it was. So my takeaway from this episode is... Philip and Edith don't know a whole lot about each other, and I think they'll be faced with similar challenges again and again, like how to communicate, how to navigate long distance, how to, you know, stay strong in your relationship when other attractive people are getting in the way. But hopefully they learn to adjust and adapt to these situations and handle them a lot better each time. Like, I want to see their progress every time this happens. I want to be like, wow, the growth. You know, back then, Philip would have cheated, but now he won't. Or back then, Edith would have completely shut down or run away, but now she won't. So my question for you before we move on to the next episode is, will Edith have a happy ending? And by that, I'm wondering, will Edith and Philip end up together? In episode 50, Maria is at her hotel, which looks a lot like the one Edith and Philip are at. And I noticed that this hotel was called Swan's Ocean. And I was like, swan imagery is important in Edith too, right? The swan princess, Swan's Garden is our author. On the box of the Rouge cigarettes, it says Swan's Garden Lights. Swans are important, okay? I don't know what that means right now, but swans are important. Maria calls Jack and says, I'll also take pictures of the ocean for my portfolio while I'm here. And that made me feel like, okay, good. She's still trying to pursue something beyond, you know, taking pictures of celebrities when they don't want their picture taken. It's clear that she doesn't love, she's not like super passionate about this current job. She has bigger ambitions as a photographer. And I just, I liked seeing that. So when Philip looks out at the beach, 
Similar to Edith, he's bombarded with memories too, but they're not nearly as happy as hers. He sees his parents arguing, and it should be noted that they look nothing like Edith's fantasy of his happy family. They are not happy in his memories. In one prominent panel, his mother and father are yelling while Philip is literally caught in the middle. And it just gives you like a, a peek at what his childhood and his adolescence must have been like. His father has cigarettes and Philip has a bruise on his cheek. There's also this image of a long-haired guy canoodling with this blonde girl at school. And I was just like, who are they? It could be really obvious. So if I missed it, could you guys let me know if you know who those were in episode 50? It was in high school. They were sitting on the floor. Long-haired guy, blonde girl. Let me know. Back to Philip's memories. He leaves on a plane with his mother and looks out at his reflection and the ocean. While Philip is deep in his thoughts about his family and his life, Edith actually sneaks up to him and scares him, which cracked me up. I could tell that he really does like her and he likes being around her and they have strong feelings for each other. There's a lot of fun teasing between them in the water. It was nice to see a lighthearted moment, even though we're dreading, you know, Maria showing up and taking a picture of them when they're vulnerable. While they're playing around in the water, Edith gets a phone call from her agent, Han, and Han wants her to go to the end of your party to network with some big writers. Edith almost immediately gets sad and hesitates. You know, it just puts her in a funk right away. But her answer is ultimately yes. I was scared she was going to say, no, I'm not going to do that, especially when it could help her career. But she said yes. And I can relate to the hesitation it's hard. You feel like you're being judged in a networking situation. People sometimes look over your head to see like who's better that they could talk to. Like, is there someone more interesting, someone who is higher in their career at a better level in their career that I could talk to other than this person? Networking can suck. So I understand Edith's hesitation fully. And Philip, he has a good boyfriend moment here, you know? It's a good communication moment where I'm seeing some growth because he can tell that Edith just feels off after coming back from that phone call. He gets her to actually open up, which is really good. And Edith tells him, I hate parties, but hopefully these people will act friendlier towards me. Yeah, I really don't want Edith to have a bad experience especially when she said, hopefully these people will act friendlier towards me. She knows what it's like to have a bad experience, you know, networking and going to parties like this. It's hard to put yourself out there and network. So in the meantime, while they're having their moment as a couple, click, click. Maria takes pictures of them and it seems like she puts two and two together and figures out that, yeah, this is Edith. So Nina W. commented on this episode of the Webtoon and said, has anyone noticed that Edith's color palette has changed since meeting Philip? Before it was mostly pinks, now it's blues and grays matching Philip's. I did not notice, and I'm curious as to what that means. Is she like being consumed by his tastes and his interests, or is she just like infatuated with him and that's what happens when you like someone? I wonder if there's a deeper meaning to the color palette shift. Anyway, my takeaway from this episode is... Philip's past seems to haunt him, and I want to know more. Is Swan's Garden queuing up a moment where we can meet Philip's parents in the present? 
because there's been a lot of talk about his family. There's been a lot of talk about his parents and the past memories. So I'm just very curious to see what it would be like, actually, to see Edith meet his family and what that tells us about Philip. Would he be comfortable with her meeting his parents? Would he, you know, kind of try to blow it off and not let that happen. We could learn so much about their relationship if their parents came into the picture. And I'm just wondering if we're getting some foreshadowing right now because it's going to happen in the story at some point. I guess we'll find out. Episode 51, Edith is working at the bookstore and wonders if Akiko Fong will be at the party. She gets a text from Jack asking if she's on her lunch break, which she is, and he shows up. And my reaction to this was like, their friendship is kind of effortless, huh? You know how hard it is for me to see my friends? It is just an endless cycle of we should meet up. And then the next time we talk, it's like, we should get together sometime. And the next time we text, it's like, we should meet up. And then the next time you get it, right? So I was actually kind of jealous of Edith and Jack's friendship right now. But let me not be petty. Let me analyze this webtoon. So Jack shows her the photos that are on Instagram because they did the modeling for town and now the photos are up. And I was so excited to see them. And so was Edith. And I noticed how close they were, how buddy-buddy they were gathered around his phone. It wasn't a huge deal. And I don't think it was anything like, it was nothing It was nothing near cheating. But they were just very close, hovered over his phone. And then he called her weird smile cute. You know, he's like, I thought it was cute. And I just thought about boundaries and how... They are both in a relationship, so they should be careful because there is a, there's a flirtatious energy around them on this lunch break. That's all I'll say about that. When someone's like, no, I thought your smile was cute. It's hard to say that and not mean something by it, especially when feelings have been exchanged. Edith had a big crush on him. So for her to hear that, even you see in the next panel, he says that her smile is cute. And she like pulls away from him. She's not leaning over his phone anymore. There's some instinct there where you're like, oh, we took a step out of friendship in that moment. But let's go back into friendship again. So Edith asks Jack how Maria's doing. I feel like, yeah, hearing him call her cute. She's like, yeah, but he has a girlfriend. Oh, yeah. How is that girlfriend? That's kind of Edith's thought process right now. So she says, how is Maria? How are you guys doing? And Jack makes the saddest of faces. Jack says things have been slippery between us. It's the whole thing about Maria not wanting him to go abroad. And it's interesting because I I want him to have someone he can talk to about this. But Edith might not be the right person because he's sharing how he doesn't feel connected to his girlfriend. There's a ticking time bomb. He's feeling so, he's leaning on her so strongly emotionally here that she could really develop stronger feelings for him right now. It just, it's what happens when you're like, yeah, my relationship's not going well. What a vulnerable thing to say. And like I said, Jack's not trying to be sneaky. He's not trying to be shady. It's just the things that might do to someone who has a crush on you. He's not aware of it, but I could see it. I could see Edith's feelings for him possibly growing as a result of this conversation. I mean, she grabs his hand to comfort him, 
and I'm just like, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. I kind of have this thing where I don't think there are certain rules, you know, where it's like you are not allowed to touch someone else's hand in a really if you're in a relationship with someone else. You are not allowed to compliment someone. There are no strict rules like that. It's all very up to what kind of relationship you're in, right? So I don't want to impose that on Edith and Jack in this conversation. I don't want to be like, you should never hold someone's hand and comfort them when they're talking about their girlfriend. You should never call someone cute while you have a girlfriend. None of that. What I think you should do is pretend your current partner is like a miniature-sized version of themselves and put them on your shoulder. Would they be comfortable with how you're reacting right now and acting right now? Would Philip, little Philip on her shoulder, love the fact that she's grabbing his hand or so close to him over the phone? Would Maria enjoy hearing Jack share all of their relationship issues with Edith right now? Those are the questions because if your partner's cool with it, then go for it. But if your partner would be really hurt by it, I don't think you should do it even if they'll never know about it. That's all I have to say about boundaries because like I said, I don't think they're out here trying to do things that are wrong. But I think this conversation brought them closer. It's almost like they have an option, a plan B. If their current relationship doesn't work out, at least we have chemistry. I'm just feeling that between Jack and Edith right now. And if they could just place some boundaries to prevent that, that would be really mature of them. So Jack leaves and Edith kind of gives us some narration about him. She says he's such a warm person. I agree with that. I think he's really warm. He's like a ball of sunshine. He seems like he always tries to lift the mood and be optimistic. And Maria sounds like she's draining that warmth from him. That's what Edith says. She says she doesn't deserve him. See, like the sirens are going off (laughs) in my head. She said that Maria doesn't deserve him. And to be honest, that could be true. (laughs) Edith, you're not completely wrong. But that feeling of possessiveness over him when you're like, yeah, she doesn't deserve you. That feeling can lead to more feelings, could lead to you running into Jack's arms instead of Philip sometime down the line. And we can just see, like we can see the author putting things in place where it's like, that's an option, that could happen. So we follow Jack back to Chris and Mags for some more modeling for town. And Here's the thing. He also compliments Mags. So that's just his personality, right? He loves to give compliments to people. And it doesn't matter if they're man or woman. I think he just, he does that off the bat, maybe especially for women, because he compliments Mags' hair and Mags like falls in love in an instant. That is so Mags. (laughs) She even asks like, what are you doing this evening? And you can tell in the background, Chris is annoyed. And I still ship him and Mags so hard, but like every couple in this webtoon, they have to work on their communication skills before they can even start to consider being in a romantic relationship with each other. So then we get the moment we've all been waiting for. Philip arrives. He places a hand on Jack's shoulder and says, I didn't know I had a competitor. Whoa, the double meaning, double meaning there, (laughs) because yeah, he could be talking about in the modeling industry, like a competition, but he's also talking about Edith's heart, right? That's how I saw it. That's how I'm going to interpret it. It had a double meaning, modeling and Edith's heart. Philip continues on to say, I'm joking, man. Don't look so scared. Let's get along. Don't you feel like Philip came into the situation and he's like, I'm going to throw a lot of masculine energy at him and I'm going to be in control and I'm going to be the dominant one. I'm going to be in charge of the situation. That's what I got from like this short 
these few sentences, it felt like Philip was like putting on a performance for Jack. He's like, I've been waiting for this moment all my life. I'm ready now. I think Philip can be very intimidating when he wants to be. We don't think of him as like a super intimidating guy. I don't even think Edith thinks of him like that right now. But he can be, especially with Jack. He has this thing where Jack just gets under his skin. And maybe he feels unworthy when he when he compares himself to Jack. There's some some sort of insecurity there. Tiny John commented on this webtoon and said, Philip's smile is friendly, but his eyes say, try me. <laughs> and try me is in all caps. I agree. My takeaway from this episode is Edith could still be into Jack. I think those feelings are there. Maybe they're not growing. They're stagnant. But Edith kind of has feelings for Jack. I get that. Ever since she said he deserves better than Maria, da 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 and knowing how she's been into him for so long, those feelings haven't gone away is what I'm trying to say. So let's see how Philip continues to interact with Jack during this modeling photo shoot. In episode 52, I noticed that Jack said, I'm Jack, and they shook hands cordially. But Philip doesn't say, nice to meet you, Jack, or I'm Philip. No, he just turns around and says hi to Chris. There is no introduction of himself for Jack. And I think Jack noticed right off the bat that this was not going to go too well. He wasn't going to be best friends with Philip Baker, that's for sure. Someone said in the comments at some point in this webtoon that Philip was going to passive aggressive Jack to death. And I think they're right. We know Philip. We know how he operates. He can be very passive aggressive at times. So watch out, Jack. He's coming for you. Jack remembers meeting Philip before. The earrings, when he came to the bakery, that all pops up into his mind. And Maria, she, in a flashback, says to Jack about Philip, she says all he's famous for is his looks. Doubt he has much talent in anything. I thought that was mean. Come on, Maria. Come on. (laughs) Why you gotta be like that, Maria? Jack doesn't agree in the flashback. He's not mean. He doesn't like hop onto it and get really snarky about who Philip Baker may or may not be and what he may or may not be talented at. But at this point, he doesn't need Philip to introduce himself at this modeling photo shoot. He knows who Philip Baker is. And just to go back a little bit to the all he's famous for is his looks, doubt he has much talent in anything. I just feel like she's being disrespectful about what modeling is. It does take talent. Have you guys seen America's Next Top Model? All the angles? I can't do that. So it it does take some talent, you know, not just what you're born with, but how you work your angles and knowledgeable about fashion and all sorts of things that I think she just, maybe she feels more superior when she puts down other people. I'm starting to get that vibe from Maria. Like if I put someone else down, that'll make me higher. That'll make me better. That'll make me feel better at least. Another person, another familiar face at this modeling gig is Taylor, the hairstylist. Also the woman that Philip slept with and we all cried about. (laughs) Back in episode 30, Philip slept with Taylor after he ditched Edith at the hotel for getting a call from Jack. It wasn't right after, it wasn't right away. He didn't run from Edith to Taylor, but it did happen in that period of time where they weren't really an affirmed couple yet. 
One moment that stood out in that episode, episode 30, was when Taylor was on the phone with her ex-boyfriend and she was screaming at him saying, you're pathetic. And all this while, Philip's in the bed thinking she's talking to him from the other room and he's freaking out. But she said, you're pathetic running to me when you're hurt and lonely like you always do, huh? Philip was low-key terrified she was talking to him. But Taylor is definitely established as someone who Philip runs to when he's not in a relationship and vice versa. She will run to him, call him over, have a fun night, as she calls them, with Philip. Probably like no strings attached, but obviously feelings are still... When you do the physical, sometimes the emotional seeps right in. So obviously there are feelings, but she, if she has a boyfriend, she won't see Philip. But if she doesn't, she will see Philip. That was established in episode 30. So we all saw Taylor and got a little scared. Not too excited to see that she's the hairstylist on this photo shoot, knowing her history with Philip. And on top of that, she's just being super flirty with him right off the bat. I also noticed that she had pointy nails with, guess what? black nail polish. I don't know if it means anything, but I wanted to note that. From Jack's point of view, Philip and Taylor are really flirting, like a lot. He can't really see Philip's face, but Taylor's like laughing a lot. And she's just like trying to get the scoop on whether Philip's really with Edith. And then Taylor is so shocked at the fact that he could have a girlfriend and be faithful to someone, which makes sense because he he really wasn't that tight <laughs> before this. When Jack and Philip go to the changing room, Philip's just complaining a lot. He's complaining to Jack about the hairstylist. He's complaining about how there is no real changing room, like they should try harder. And Jack isn't getting the best impression of Philip. I can understand it from both points of view. Philip's annoyed. He did not want to see Taylor today. He does have a girlfriend that he loves and this is not ideal, right? He doesn't want to even be with Jack. He's so annoyed. I think Philip's ticked off. And Jack, on the other hand, is like, who is this dude? He's so pretentious. Stop complaining about things. We're getting paid, right? It just seems like a diva moment from Jack's point of view. So I understood both points of view very clearly. And I thought it was well written. And Jack asks how Philip's trip was last week. He's just making conversation. And that moment really stood out. It stood out to us. It stood out to Philip. Because how the heck does Jack know that Philip had a trip last week? So Philip immediately picks up on this and just grins at Jack. I mean, yeah, he's passive aggressive, not straightforward when he's pissed off. He isn't going to come out right out and say what he's feeling. So I'm just going to say it. Philip is totally threatened by Jack, in my personal opinion, and it's not a good look. He was threatened just by Jack calling Edith that one time in the hotel room. He was threatened by Jack and Edith hugging. I think it was after that that he went and had sex with Taylor. So Philip's just being, he's operating out of that mode. He's operating out of the mode of feeling threatened. He even says something like, a woman's favorite accessory is her man. And it's just like, what are you talking about, Philip? Who are you being right now for Jack? Calm down, Phil. Calm down, Philip. Calm down. Jack did not know that Edith was dating Philip, but he finds that out in episode 52. So that means Maria didn't tell him, right? After she came back from that trip, she didn't say it was Edith he was with because Jack had no idea they were dating. And that means... Maria kept it to herself, right? She knew that was Edith. I saw her put two and two together. So she just didn't tell Jack. Things are getting complicated in the best way. But at the end of the day, Jack does not like Philip, and it makes sense. My takeaway from this episode 
is that this was a war of information. It was all about what do you know and how can I take advantage of that information? So who wins the war, Jack or Philip? episode 53 we get to watch philip and jack modeling and that was such a blessing to my eyes never did i think i would see the day of philip and jack modeling together and jack tries to be a good boyfriend in this episode because he pitches maria as a photographer and i thought that was really sweet and it shows that he does care about maria he is thinking about her when he's away from her he told chris that he knows a photographer who could do these shoots and he was just trying to figure out more information for maria's benefit and yet why do i feel like maria would be mean to him about putting her up for this job and she wouldn't take it like she would feel being a photographer for town is beneath her or not helpful for her portfolio somehow and then jack would be like it's better than taking photos of people without their consent and then they would have a huge fight why does why does maria give me that vibe Still, it would be cool if she became a photographer for town instead of just following Philip around and taking pictures of him without his consent. So Philip does overhear Jack trying to get Maria a job. In fact, I call him Detective Philip this entire episode because he's trying to get information about Jack. He's investigating. He has put out a search warrant. He is looking into Jack's life. (laughs) He's just trying to figure out so many things about Jack. He's overhearing things. He's not really being the Philip that we know. He is putting on a show for Jack or around Jack at least. When it's time for them to leave for the day, Philip puts his arm around Jack and pretends to be all friendly and I literally wrote this in my notes. I wrote, Philip, you so fake, lol. (laughs) In fact, they were both kind of being fake when it was time to say goodbye and they hoped they could see each other again or work together again or something like that. I was like, y'all so fake, y'all don't like each other. (laughs) Don't pretend. But back to Taylor, she wanted to have some private time to talk to Philip. So they go to the stairwell And she just doesn't think that Philip has changed. She told him, stop being a goody two-shoes. It's kind of irritating. You and I both know you're untamable. And then Taylor wraps her arms around Philip. And in this panel, you could not tell if she kissed him, but from the back, it was what it looked like. So we flash over to Edith, who is with a hairstylist of her own, funny enough, and that important party is tonight and she wants to cut her hair for it. Talking about cutting hair, I feel like that is such a thing that signifies character growth and change and I wonder what that will signify for Edith because cutting your hair in popular media, it has significance. I think of popular animes like the movie Your Name that had a moment where she cut her hair because she felt rejected like she wasn't going to get with her guy there was this manga the first time I ever ever saw a female character cut her hair 
was in Marmalade Boy. It was a manga way back in the day. And she cut her hair when she felt rejected or like the relationship didn't work out. So if Edith's cutting her hair now, are we foreshadowing that the relationship won't work out? Or does this just signify growth? I think in Naruto, there's a moment where Sakura, she has her hair really long, long pink hair, and then it gets cut. And it's like, now she's more badass. She's like more of an intense character. And I just feel like it signifies some sort of change. Is Edith going to change? Is that what we're getting from this? Back to Taylor and Philip. Yes, Taylor definitely kissed him. And my heart like skipped 12 beats, not in a good way, <laughs> in a like, oh no, kind of way. But he does stop her and he says, this is over. So I was relieved, but I have the question, does this count as cheating? You guys, did he cheat on Edith? I don't know. It's so complicated. There's no like definite yes or no for me. I think a lot of people will be like, no. And a lot of people might be like, yeah, a little bit. Because <laughs> he did end up, his lips ended up on someone else's lips. And that doesn't happen by accident necessarily. Like he was alone with her. There was an environment set in place that he walked into where this could happen, right? Alone in a dark stairwell. How did you get there, Philip? That's the questions I would have if I were Edith, right? But at the same time, he did stop her. He stopped her and said, this is over. I was relieved. So relieved. And then he keeps going. Keep in mind, he is holding her head, like her cheeks in his palms, in his hands. So he says, honestly, I never really liked you all that much. And I went from feeling relieved to feeling like that was a little, that was a little much, Philip. That was a little cruel. Because these two have a history of running to each other when their relationships don't work out, right? And he's slept with her more than once, and they've shared very vulnerable parts of themselves, at least physically. So it must hurt for someone who's done that with you to say, I never liked you all that much, like ever. I've never liked you. Like if that's basically what he's saying. In all the times we've spent together, I never even liked you. That's so painful. And though she was being too forward and not listening to him and not respecting his boundaries at all, like she did not have his consent to kiss, to kiss him. She did not have that. So she's not in the right at all. Taylor, you are wrong. But at the same time, I did feel bad for her a little bit because that was mean. <laughs> that was a mean thing to say. And I don't know if it was even true. Cassie Davies Junk commented on this episode and said, I'm glad Philip shut it down, but no matter the situation, it's messed up to say I never liked you much anyway. That's just cruel and will mess with her self-esteem. You can reject someone without saying that. That's kind of where I've landed. Uh, I'm interested to see what you guys think about Philip's rejecting her. When he said this is over, that was excellent. That might have been all he needed, but he, he had to just kind of add on to it. I think Philip can be pretty mean when he wants to be, and I don't ever want to see him do that to Edith. If he says that to Edith, I feel like she'll crumple into a little ball, like she'll melt onto the floor and just disappear because it would hurt so badly to be told that by the person that you're in love with. So though I'm glad as heck that he's rejecting Taylor, I thought it was kind of mean how he rejected Taylor. Taylor thought it was mean too because she slaps him 
hard in the face. He is a model. She just like jeopardized his whole career. (laughs) She slapped him really hard. And I noticed it was the same cheek that was bruised in the flashback with his parents in episode 50. And I always wonder like, how did he get that bruise in that flashback? Did someone slap him back then? Did his parents hit him? What, what has been going on with Philip's life? And has he experienced any physical abuse? Those are just some questions I have on the side. So Taylor basically tells him that he's destined to cheat on Edith and not to come running to her later when he does do that. She's just really hurt and she's really crying. And Philip moves on. He finishes up his investigation of Jack by talking to Edith on the phone later. He did not tell her, yeah, at work, I, I kissed somebody today. I kissed the hairstylist. He did not. He didn't let that information slip out, but he did ask Edith if she told Jack about their trip and Edith did not. So he's kind of drawing the conclusions that he needs to be drawing about who works for the paparazzi. When it comes to that end of year party that Edith has to go to, I was kind of hoping that Philip would go as her plus one. Was anyone else hoping for that? I just want to see them dress up together and navigate the publishing world as a couple. But I feel like we will get moments where they dress up together and go out into the world. It's just we're not there yet in their relationship. The cliffhanger at the end of episode 53 is that Philip sees Edith's new hair, but we don't. And I was at the edge of my seat like, what? What does it look like? Carla Velazquez commented on this episode and said, I love how symbolic it was to have Edith cut her hair so she doesn't weigh herself down while Philip made sure to cut his ties with Taylor. It's all for them moving forward together. I hope he likes it. That was beautifully put. That was really, I like that piece of analysis there. The cutting of ties, cutting of hair. You could see it like in the panels, the way um, Jewel Swan drew it was her hair being snipped off and it flashing into the next panel like the hair flooding into the next panel so it was that was on purpose sleep deprived human commented and said i can't wait to see edith's new look and i really hope jack's girlfriend won't post the photos same here my takeaway from this episode is that i'm worried about the future of their relationship i'm worried about edith and philip because They seem to have so many external problems, and I don't know if they're equipped to address them. I leave you guys with this question. Do you think Philip and Edith are endgame? Reach out and let me know if you think they'll end up together in this webtoon. Tuesday, I like to share a webtoon recommendation from one of our podcast listeners. This week's recommendation comes from Mwanda underscore uwu underscore on Instagram, who said, Grammarie Land, it's an amazing story. I have been warned by several people, including my husband Josh, that Grammarie Land, while being an amazing story, is a scary story and that it is scarier than Sweet Home. But I am so curious, you guys. I will have to read this one in the daytime. So thank you for this recommendation. I love a good story. I will even brave scary stories, but I could not read Sweet Home at night. I did it a little bit and I was like, well, I'm terrified. So if Grammarine Land is anything scarier than that, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to like play some upbeat gospel music or something (laughs) to make it through a terrifying episode of a webtoon. If you have a webtoon recommendation, send me an email, reach out on Instagram or Twitter, and let me know in a few short sentences which webtoon you'd like to recommend and why. 
Wow, you made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Wonder. We currently have no sponsors, so here is a shout out to a random listener instead. This week's shout out goes to Dandelion Rogue on Instagram. Thank you for listening, Dandelion Rogue. New episodes of Girl Wonder are uploaded on Tuesdays. I'm Joe Rochelle, and we'll talk again next week. Bye.